Hey, 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 Closet Busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, Bold Move Expert and Coming Out Coach, and I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step in to living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 closet dwellers and bold move makers, it is time once again for Life Uncloseted. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and I'm really excited because today is all about being seen, coming out and being seen as you yourself in the way that you should be. And um, I believe all of us, all of us want to be loved and seen and we want to be connected. And when we don't feel that way, we forget to even see ourselves. If nobody else is connecting with us and seeing us, we forget to go, well, wait, let's look at ourselves. Let's see ourselves for who we really are. And sometimes we need those little reminders along the way to step into that space where we really see that we are really all Ah, just truly perfect, divine, and whole just the way we are. And I'm really excited because this whole show was inspired by a repeat offender to my podcast. He was on the show probably well over a couple of years ago. And um, he's a singer-songwriter. He's got a beautiful, beautiful new song out about, well, kind of be seeing you. And uh, we'll let him talk about that. But Brandon Sandstill is, I don't know, he's kind of one of those country music guys. He's got a little bit different sound. There's been some interesting things he's been doing lately. Rolling Stone talks about him being a new country artist that you need to know, and I kind of agree. And what I love about where he comes from is he comes from the heart of who he is, not only as a singer-songwriter, but as a human and as a gay man. And I'm so excited to have him back. Welcome back to the podcast, Brandon. I'm really happy that you're here with us today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. I know, and we it's it has been a while. You know, I, I didn't even bother to go look, but it was when it was the Coming Out Lounge, and I know it was at least a year, if not two years ago, that you were on. So this is, there's a yeah, lot of catching up to been... do here in the next 30 minutes. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, it was a while ago, but I remember having a great time, and I was happy to, I'm happy to be back. So thanks for having me. Well, and thanks for, you know, and this all started, I mean, let's just, this all started because I sent an email out to all these people saying, hey, it's the 300 episode, here's what's going on, you know, da, 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 da. and then Brandon came back and said, here's some stuff, and then you even talked on that, and so that's how we said, hey, you know, let's not just do just that, let's get you connected back up here and let's do a show together, so, and in the midst of all that, you talked about your new song and the new release and the new video so before we get deep into like seeing ourselves, I think it'd be really cool for you to talk about why this new song, what it's all about, and why it's been so important to you to bring this one to life. So the show is yours now, man. There you go. Yeah, well, so I just released this uh, song it's called For You. We released it late July, um, and then we, we put out a video with it as well. But the song actually, um, I wrote, I co-wrote with a friend of mine, Mylan, who um, it's covered a bunch of my stuff um, with me. He's a really talented guy. And we we both have these just wonderful partners. And um, we were kind of laughing and saying that we just felt like we were inspired to write something that was reflective of them. And we wanted to write something that, you know, just was kind of a, a, a nod to all the goodness they bring into our lives. So um, we wrote this just very, like, fun, upbeat um bop i guess you would call it yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um yeah right 
Um, but well, uh, it, it, it was just, very fun and upbeat. That's the thing. As soon as I listened to it the first time, many many weeks ago, when you first sent it to me, I'm like, oh, this I will. This I love. It, it, I kind of was sitting there bopping in my chair, going, "This is just fun." I wasn't, you know, I wasn't looking at the video or anything. It's just like, okay, this this has that kind of. You just feel good about it, you know, and that's yeah. what I love about it. And then, of course, you know, it's for you. And then there were some lyrics in it that got me to thinking about seeing ourselves and all this sort of stuff. And folks, you just got to watch the video. Then you'll really get where we're coming from with this because it really is about seeing in ourselves something we don't see in so many ways. Yeah, I mean, so the my friend who directed the video and came up with the um, the treatment for it, um, he's really, he's obviously very talented, um, and we kind of collectively had this idea to to bring in um, Eureka O'Hara uh, to be a part of the uh, the video, and and thankfully she wanted to be a part of it, and mm-hmm. and uh, and. Uh, I, she just she she made the whole thing really come to life. So um, and for those know, who don't know who she of, is, let's kind of explain who she is. So she yeah, was on so, season ten, right? Of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, just one of the finals. Just this right? past season, yeah. I always I I uh, she was always my favorite. She was from she's from Johnson City, Tennessee, which is like just a few hours away from where I grew up in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was uh, I was kid say. Having her on set was just like being home, except that woman had more heels and hairspray than my mama ever did. <laughs> oh, that's uh, but it, was, it was a lot of fun, you know, and the, and the video kind of, um, you know, quickly runs you through this storyline of, you know, these two kind of, um, uh, these two people that are maybe not in, in line with the, like the, the cool people um, mm-hmm. and like the, uh, the people that are more easily accepted and more, you know, uh, easily loved. Right. Um, and then uh, you kind of see how that, you know, affects her and, you know, what that, what that does to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's this great, uh, you know, this really fun um, moment in the video where, you know, I get to just kind of pull her, you know, these glasses off of right. her face and we have one of those great, you know, she's all that moment right, right. <laughs> um, where she, she finally gets to see herself. Uh, she like transforms into this, this, you know, amazing drag queen. Um, right, right. But she gets to see herself um, the way that, you know, I had always seen her. And that was beautiful mm-hmm. and, and, and wonderful. Um, yeah. So, and uh, you know, and uh, I, the video was just a, a lot of fun to make. We shot it in a day and um, people have really responded well to it. So, um, yeah, Man, you, you guys must have been go working. <laughs> I swear to God, if you shot that in a day, you guys were working for sure. Because I, I, I'm looking at that video going, wow, there's a, there's a lot. Well, just her costume changes alone would be like a day's work in and of itself. So there it you was, Well, we shot the whole, we shot most of the thing in my apartment. So all okay. of like the like the singing thing mm-hmm. were all yeah, like yeah. done in in my apartment which is crazy and you can kind of see that at the very end when we like right, right. pull back and and uh you got you get to kind of see like a little behind the scenes um yep, piece yep. um which i think is hilarious yep. <laughs> um because it's basically scotch tape and glitter that holds yep. uh, that whole production together um but uh yeah i mean we finished filming and then i was on a i literally walked right off the set and um got on a red eye to nashville because I was doing a couple shows down there at DMA Fest, so um, it's been a crazy couple months. But That's really awesome. doing some some stuff that um, proud of and you know proud to put out and and 
and thankfully people are liking so i have no complaints well the thing i liked about it was it is that moment and again folks you're gonna the video will be right on the show page here so as soon as you get done listening to us go watch the video no you cannot leave right now and do it okay you could you could pause us and go watch it and then come back do what you want to do but what i love about it it is that moment with the glasses where i felt that whole wow this is kind of what we do when we come out of the closet. We finally see ourselves. We really see ourselves as a lot of people probably did, because I think for every one of us in our own coming out journeys, we always have some people go, yeah, we knew that already. <laughs> we knew you were gay. And it's like, well, but why didn't I see this? You know, or why didn't I see it the way I wanted to see it? And I, I find it so fascinating when people do the work, and they, whether they're coming out about their sexuality or they're coming out to say, I'm leaving this sucky job or whatever, they start to see themselves. And it's such a beautiful transformation because it's when we finally go, I get me. And I think that was kind of, that was yeah. truly part of the message I got from just watching the video is she got herself. And yeah, she went off yeah. kind of on a little tangent of something and she came back, but, um, it's very interesting when we see ourselves, don't you? Don't you find that, Brandon? I do, and I, you know, I think I think that everyone comes to that moment in their own time. Um, I think what's interesting, and I think that you know, I think the the work for people like me at this point in my life, where you know, I came out a decade ago, and it took me, a, you know, kind of a long time to to really figure out who I am and find that that's actually some something great and someone you know something to be very proud of. Um, but so now the work for me is trying to like lay the groundwork for um, kind of this next generation of younger people so that they can actually maybe have those revelations a little bit earlier on in life, which I think is important. You know, as kids, um, I think uh, for our, you know, straight, you know, counterparts, they, mm -hmm. they get to see themselves, you know, in a, in a lot of like, um, in a variety of ways that are celebrated and that are, you know, loved and that are, you know, looked up to. And, um, you know, when I was growing up, I just didn't get to see a lot of, yeah. of that in, in my community. And so it's where I, you know, first started to feel those, you know, feelings of shame. And, and I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't interact with anyone. I didn't know anyone and I couldn't relate to anyone because I didn't see anyone. Um, who was a part of my world and a part of, you know, my, of my community. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's one of the, the, you know, my, my biggest like career goals right now, you know, I'm uh, writing and singing country music, being LGBTQ in the country space is a pretty, um, I, uh, as a, <laughs> there's a, there's a few of us. Um, I yep, can't yep. say we could all fit into a small boat. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. Um, but it's, it's important to to be there in that space um it's important you know visibility is important and it's important for me to kind of to stand up and and make my music that i've you know always wanted to make which is country and and uh you know share my story and and do my thing um because i think that not only am i you know doing that but in the process you know i'm, I'm getting to at least be in front of people to say this is a good thing you know um this is you know, this is, uh, you know, a good, a good thing and a, and a good space. And, you know, I, my hope is that I guess two things, one is to kind of, if, you know, there's someone going through the things that I went through 
um, as uh, being someone who loves country music is to finally get to see their story played out in this genre that they've always loved. Yeah. So I think that's really important. Um, and to know that like, if they are going through something that, you know, that is similar to my experience that on the flip side, like you can, you know, you might just come out to be a, a much better, stronger person for having to, you know, go through the things that you're going through. Um, but also just to, you know, to be visible in that space for, people um you know that have that gay brother that sister that son that daughter mm -hmm. um just to know like that um we are we are a loving good community and there is uh you know there is no shame in and mm -hmm. having a family member be a part of that um so i and I, so i think that's you know again only comes from being seen um so uh, yeah there, there's a lot there's a lot in there but um you know, it's, it's this video for you is just, it is just one drop in the, in the bucket of um, a lot that, you know, we're, we're really trying to do. And I think the thing that you just said that's important for people to really grasp hold of is one of the ways we're going to heal, continue to heal. We haven't healed it long ways from it, but to heal this just marginalization of the LGBTQ community and so many other communities, but because we're both part of it, we get to be the queens and say, this is all about us today. So this <laughs> um, is to continue to show people the normalization of, oh, here's Brandon. He's a country and Western singer. Oh, here's Rick. He's a gay dad who has a podcast. Oh, here, you know, it's these things that we all have these different places that we show up and we just happen to be gay. Okay, yes, we happen to be fabulous too, but we happen to be gay, you know? It's crazy <laughs> stuff where if we continue to hide and we don't show all the different normal pieces of who we are, in fact, I was just on Instagram before I came on here and there's a guy, I can't remember, I want to say it's the daddies or something like that. And no, not the daddies, like, hot, okay, he's a hot daddy, but he's a daddy who's getting ready to have, he's like, I think he posted 21 weeks, his surrogate is 21 weeks pregnant with his twins. So he's just coming around the corner to being a parent. To me, there is a beautiful thing. A single gay man who has chosen to be a father, he knows he's having twins. This is like normal life stuff happening here. Okay, yes, it's not normal yeah. in people's eyes that it's a single gay man having a kid, but get over it. I mean, he's not going to pop those out of his belly, for God's sake, but he's going to have children. And I think this is the thing that when we can start to wrap ourselves around some of this normalization, this is when the barriers get broke down. And this is one I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's, uh, you know, someone asked me recently, they were like, oh, they, they asked me, how does it feel to be, um, you know, in, in the country music scene and be being open and being openly gay. And I was like, well, I guess it feels a lot like being in the country music scene and being openly straight, except I date men. <laughs> I, just, I just think that, you know, I think that it's, it's important. It's not only important for us to like be there and, you know, be visible um, to kind of further along this, um, you know, this normalizing our community and, and with the rest of the world. But it's also, I think, important for us to, to be able to 
respond in ways that make mm-hmm. it seem ridiculous, right, you know? Right. Yeah, um, exactly. It is ridiculous. It is it's ridiculous. crazy. Yeah. So, yeah see, um, see, if they would ask me that question, I would have said, I feel like a natural woman, <laughs> dating man, singing country. How's that for you? You know, it's like, hello. Yeah, but it, but the, I mean, the, the, I mean, a lot of times, anytime someone writes about me or my music, it's, it's like, it's always the gay country singer, which, yeah. you know, and the only reason that it's, that it's written like that and, and that I, people talk about it like that is because it's such, it's the anomaly, right? It's it not the, the norm. Right. Um, and, 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 and that's the whole point is that it's, you know, it, it we shouldn't have to call out our, our sexualities in 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 the headline of what you know of the the career path that we're that we're choosing um i i still remember because i'm older than you much older than you you could be my son i could be bouncing you on my knee here right now but um (laughs) i remember when having a black singer in the country music world was like this is so unusual you know, what does it feel like to be the only black singer? And it's like, hello, I'm singing. I mean, we can sing circles around you people in church. So why couldn't we sing circles in the country music world? You know, but it's these interesting little boxes we love to put each other in. And even as, you know, you know, in the past, you know, few weeks or so, you know, Miss Aretha passed and I watched all the things come up and it was like, wow. Yes. She's a beautiful soul. She's one of my favorite singers, but there were so many that hung on certain boxes as they described her. And I thought, why can't we be just grateful that she had a contribution to music and that she was a soul sister. I get that, but I get the impact she had, but this is where I think we as society, it's like when we quit saying, Oh, look what an impact he's having as a, you know, a gay country Western singer or a black singer in this genre that you don't expect somebody to be in that's when we've truly crossed the lines and we finally have come into full acceptance, no marginalization and the world would be a completely different space. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we'll, that we'll always have those. Um, <laughs> I think we're human. So I think yep. that we'll always have, have a bit of that, but yeah, I, agree. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting. And um, I think the, I think the, you know, the positive side of this whole thing is that at least, and in my experience and my journey so far that, you know, kind of stepping into a space where um, I think there's a, there's a um, notion that, you know, our community is not welcome. Um, and, you know, that those are probably um, thoughts that, you know, I, I think are probably justified in some, in some respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but from my, from my experience, I really haven't received anything, but, but um, just kind of open arms. And um, I've been really thankful for that. Uh, you know, I, um, I had a, I had an interview when this, when For You came out um, down at CMT with Cody Allen, who does a, um, a show there. And um, Cody's an openly gay man. Uh, he came out a few years ago and, um, you know, he was kind of saying the same thing that, you know, from his bosses at CMT, because he's a fellow artist, to his fans, um, of which he has a lot, <laughs> right, right. Um, that everyone was, they were just so supportive and welcoming and, and loving. And um, I, I just, I, I think about that a lot. And I think that, you know, um, some people are, I think that people are probably more open and accepting than we give them credit to be. So 
I'm mm-hmm. stepping into this next chapter of my life optimistically um, because I, um, I'm hoping for the best. And when you give yourself that permission to hope for the best, what does that do I'm for not- you? I mean, I, because yeah. I, there's, there's a lesson here. I, I, I love that you brought this up because there's a lesson when we give ourselves permission to step into that power. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it, I think that it comes from, um, you know, a place where I, you know, I, I guess after I, after I came out, I, like I said, I kind of spent the the better part of, of a, of a decade trying to figure out who I am, um, mm-hmm. and, and what that, you know, what that looks like. Um, and, you know, on, on the flip side of that, you know, I, I did, I realized that I'm this person that I'm, I'm proud of and mm-hmm. I, I am basically made up and I am this person because of all the things that I had to go through. So it makes me really thankful for those things. Yeah, but yeah. like I had this, I had this, um, I guess, decision as an adult to, you know, it was really just a crossroads of whether or not I was going to let all of these bad things that had happened to me um, defeat me and, and kill me, um, or if I was going to be better for them. And um, <laughs> I tell people, so I decided to put up, pull up my big girl panties and make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and that's kind of where I made a, made a shift and my life really started to change. Um, because, you know, it, it was just recognizing something that maybe you didn't like and moving it to, uh, positive action. And I think that, I think that I've kind of done the same thing with, you know, people saying you can't, you're never going to be welcomed in that community. You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't like they don't like the LGBT community. You're going to, it's going to be a struggle the whole way. It's not going to work. Um, and it just hasn't, it hasn't been that way. Um, and, and uh, yeah, so I, but, but that's so much somebody else putting their stuff on you. That's, that's, that's what we do as humans. It's like, okay, bitch, yeah. you're doing this. I w- and, and it's so interesting because I just had this conversation a few moments ago with someone. When we project this stuff out, it feels so good because it's like, okay, I'm pushing this onto someone else and now I don't have to deal with my stuff. But that's exactly what it is, is they don't want to deal with their stuff. They see things, they see you going to try to be successful and here you are, you're the, you know, stepping into the country music scene, you're, you're gay and all that. And it isn't about any of that. Probably. It's about you're doing something that they can't, they see in themselves that they can't do. It has nothing to do with your singing ability. It has nothing to do with you breaking into the country music scene. It's about you stepping forward and saying, I'm just going to be me and I'm going to go for my dream. It could actually be those two things that they don't know how to be them and they don't know how to go for their dream. They can't see themselves, which kind of ties back to this whole you see thing in your music. It's like, see yourself and believe in yourself. It's actually not that hard. It's actually rather easy. Does it make sense? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do agree. I, uh, you know, I, um, again, there, I always, there are always like these moments, I think that I feel like most people have when they have these, you know, like life changing times. Like mm-hmm. when, you know, when I decided that I wasn't going to let those those like coming out experiences. I was going to, you know, make those 
work for me um, right. and be better for them. And kind of the same thing, you know, with, you know, pursuing any, any of our dreams and mm-hmm. happiness in general. You know, I, um, I guess I, when I first started, I had just so many people tell me no, whether it was like songwriting or if it was, you know, trying to find a producer or just trying to like, you know, get, you know, some literally anything done that I wanted to get done with, with music. Um, I just felt like I ran into so many, you know, stumbling blocks and I (laughs) get people um, because when I was, you know, a little kid, I just thought that, someone was going to hand me a recording contract and say, Hey, go be a singer. You're awesome. And that just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the thing and, is, Brandon, uh, you, you chose to make the bold move of keeping going. That's the thing. You kept going. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I, so I, I joke and say, if I had just waited for someone to open a door for me, I'd still be sitting behind a closed door. Right. Um, because I just, you know, you have to, you know, your dreams are big and mm-hmm. you have to go after them, but it requires a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has for me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the past five years have been, um, a lot of work, which is why I feel like my face looks like a worn out leather boot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if, uh, like I always tell people, it's kind of like my best, my best parting piece of advice is, you know, if, if you want opportunity, if you want your, those dreams that you've always had to come true, um, you got to work. <laughs> Go work, work. It, girl. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, you got to work. There's only, there's only so many sugar daddies in the world, so there's not enough to go around. <laughs> so, uh, but what, something else you brought up that I, I feel like it's important to put a little focus on. So how old were you when you came out? I'm just curious. I was 22, so this was a decade ago. Yeah. So I want people to really grasp that piece because some people are going to hear that and go, well, what's this bitch been doing for 10 years? It really takes us long to figure this out. Yes, because I want you folks to kind of roll back and go, okay, 10 years. If we took away 10 years from the day that he came out, then he would have been 12. He didn't get to do this when most kids are figuring out who they really are. At 12 years old, we as gay and lesbian people and transgender people, even today, folks, we don't get to do this at those ages. It's more acceptable, but there's still lots and lots and lots of kids who don't get to do the journey through adolescence being who they are. So then you go, wow, it's taken him 10 years to find himself. Of course, because think about yourself at 10 or 11 years old. Did you really find yourself at 13? Probably not. Did you find it at 15? Probably not. You probably didn't even find it at 22. But you had those years because you were in a pers- you were in a particular place where you could do that because you were heteronormative. And so everything around you was heteronormative focused. We who come out of the closet, I was 36. And it took me about six to eight years beyond that to really begin to find myself. Because in that formative time of life, when most people get to do this, we didn't get to. And I felt that's a really important piece because anybody who's listening, whether you're going to do this, again, I always use the same examples, sexuality, coming away from a job, leaving a relationship, losing weight. When you make the bold move to go be who you really are, there's going to be a time period where, as Brandon said, if you want the opportunity, you got to work for it. And that work for it could take a year. 
or it could take 10 years. It could even take 20 years. And I don't want to discourage anybody with that, but it's the reality of there's pieces of what we missed when we possibly could have done this. And so now we got to do it when we can do it and we got to take the time to make it happen. And I hope that really makes sense to everybody who's listening because somebody will hear it took you 10 years to start to really say, this is who I am, Brendan. But I bet you, yeah, I'm, I bet you anything that 10 years of hard work and opportunity and work, pursuing the dream is probably something now that you can say, for the most part, you really know yourself. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think that like even... Uh, you know, for, for me, um, by all accounts, you know, for where I come from, I came out pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think that, I think that what you're saying is absolutely right. And I think that it's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I feel like I, I want to do what I want to do because I want to, you know, I want to reach that 12 year old kid who, you mm-hmm. know, loves country music and wants to see their story sung. Mm-hmm. Um, on the radio, you know, so, uh, like and so that they can start seeing themselves earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important. And I think that's what you're saying. Um, yeah. But also, you know what, just kind of to leave it on a, a, a little bit more of a, of a light you note, know, you made this point that like, even, you know, heterosexual people, even though they're given all the freedoms in the world to explore who they are and who they want to be in a, in a very open way, um, you know, they, they aren't forced to do it. Mm. Um, so I think that it becomes more of this privilege thing where they have all the time in the world and they're lined up in their forties and they still don't know who they are. And you know, it's, it's the thing. And for me, like when I talk about it, I say, you know, I came out at 22 and I lost everything. I lost all my friends. I lost my family. I Mm. lost, so many people that were my my support system my entire life and at a very what I consider to be young age I had to decide and define who I am and figure that out and like I said it took me a while but I had to start that process in a very real way at a very young age and I think that you know now being 30 uh you know my 30s I I think that I'm one, I'm just very thankful for that because Mm -hmm. I'm done with that process. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know who I am and now I get to enjoy it. And, um, and, uh, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. I think this is one of those moments where when you hear somebody like you share that, what you just shared, Brandon, and somebody says, I know who I am. There's going to be a lot of people who listening are going to go, I wish I did. And when you referred to the 40 year old heterosexual who still doesn't know who they are, it is interesting that you get, are given this hetero privilege, so to speak. Not that everything resolve, you know, is around the whole heterosexual homosexual thing, but it's amazing how many people at 35, 40, 42, 55. I mean, I have people I work with that are in their fifties that aren't gay or lesbian that, are like, yeah, I don't know who I am and I really want to do this big thing in my life, but I don't even, I don't even know what that really looks like. And I'm afraid to do it. And it's like, well, because you're not living life on your terms. And then when I say something like that to them, they're like, I never thought of it that way. 
I've been living on everybody else's terms. It doesn't mean like tell everybody, fuck you, I'm done. It's okay. I get to choose how I want to live and I'm choosing because this is who I am. And well, and, go ahead, man. Well, I, I agree. And, and it's funny because I have this conversation with a lot of people that, you know, um, cause I, I adore my community and I think that there's, there's this wonderful thing about the LGBTQ community that, um, we get to, because we, I think that most people, um, now I won't say that. I think that because when, you know, after we come out, we really do have to kind of like start making these decisions and stuff there. There's not a well, like clear defined path for the kind of people we should be and mm-hmm. how we can behave and what kind of lives we should live and what's normal and what's not and what's acceptable and what's not. And so when all of that is stripped, you really do get to this place where you get to say, I'm going to choose the things that are genuine to me, that make me happy, that fulfill me. And that's all that matters, you know? And I think that that's a really unique, special thing about, about our community. Um, And it comes from, it comes from this, you know, kind of dark place. Um, you know, and, and on the one hand where you're like, I, I wish we didn't have to go through that, you know, and I wish the world, the world was a better place, but right, there's right. a beautiful thing that, com- there's a beautiful thing that comes out of that. Um, there is a, and that, there is a really you know, when we, yeah. And when, you know, when you get to start defining who you are, you really, the, the world is, is wide open for you to make, you know, to make that decision for whatever you want. And I think mm-hmm. that's a, a really great thing because you don't have to adhere to anything, um, which is, uh, which is really an exciting thing. Well, I often see our community as like the flag bearers to some of the best ways to grow in your own self because we learn to deal with rejection. We battle for acceptance. We in and out of our own community, we have to find who we are. And I know that people are going to say, well, that sounds just like anybody else. There's a different layer of shit we have to go through that finally gets us to what you said, the stripped down version of, okay, I'm basically naked now. So now what are the emperor's (laughs) new clothes I'm going to put on? And what are those clothes going to be that make me happy, make me feel fulfilled, make me feel passionate, da, 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 da. And it's also a double-edged sword because God, I love my community too, but sometimes because of the circumstances that somebody comes out, they can't begin to do that because they're still so harmed by what they've been through. The only thing they know to do is somebody please tell me how I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And and they turn to drugs or they turn to alcohol or they turn to sex or they turn to, you know, the isolation, all these different things. Again, those are very human things that happen. It just is compounded in the LGBTQ community because of societal's views of who we are. And it's so refreshing to hear you say things like, I got to choose the things that made me happy and make me me. Because you did lose a lot. We all lose a lot. Even just today, I had a conversation with my mother that it's like, okay, I get it, but really, (laughs) really? And it's to the point where I just take those conversations like, okay, uh, it, it torques me for a moment. And then I'm like, whatever. You know, you're in your seventies, just 
you're going to be, this is who you're going to be. But um, so as you are preparing for next things, what what's the new inspiration? What's got you fired up for the, the next chapter? Well, so, I mean, like I said, I, um, I, I think a lot of the conversation is kind of leading into um, my next project, which is, which is a, a song we're releasing in the fall, actually re-releasing. It was on my record that uh, my, my full-length record that I released in October. Um, so we're re-releasing it with a, with a commentary track um, that is my coming out story. And then we have uh, shot a video for this that we're, um, that we're going to be uh, pushing them all out on the same day. And uh, it really is um, just my story. And I think that it's a powerful one in that I, I don't think that my coming out story is unique by any means, but I think that the, the flip side of it is this whole conversation that we've had. And that is, um, you know, I made a decision in my life that I was going to be better for the bad things that happened to me and it makes me thankful for those things because it, those those things are what defined me they you know they they made me who i am and that's you know i'm proud of who i am so mm -hmm. um i think that it's uh you know it's a it's a good thing for a lot of people and i'm hoping that you know it'll reach the people that it's supposed to reach and help the people that it's supposed to help um we're we're going to be um partnering with a nonprofit in nashville called uh launchpad which services homeless youth in the area mm. and uh if you have uh obviously the lgbtq community uh, only makes up a small portion of the overall population of any city um but of the of the of the of the homeless kids that come to launchpad 44 percent of uh of those kids identify as lgbtq yep. so um we're gonna be we're gonna be given all the proceeds for the song and the video and then we're going to be doing a, uh, a little benefit um, in Nashville around the release um, for them uh, to try to raise money to keep them keep their doors open a little while longer during the winters. So this sounds like a really great benefit and you know I used to work for a organization that helped homeless kids as well or kids at risk and same numbers you know 40 to 60 percent of the kids that came to those doorways were kids that were LGBTQ. So I love that part of what you're doing is, I mean, what you're doing is gonna benefit Launchpad. So when does that actually kick off? You you said the fall, but when are we looking at, man? I'm really curious. Yeah, so we're gonna re-release the song and put out the video and start doing um, an actual push to raise money for them probably early October. Okay. Um, and that'll run for about that'll run for about six weeks. Um, so we're still kind of working out the details, but yep, yep. Um, our goal our goal is to keep them open for more days during the winter. So they're only open for a few days out of the week and only mm -hmm. a few months out of the year. So we're trying to just raise um, just a, just some money for them just to keep their doors open a little while longer. That's awesome, man, because this is actually happening right now as we speak then. So I'm so excited because we will have some links. We'll get some links put on the page to help support this. I would encourage everybody because folks, listen to this. This is so true. Anytime you see some kid out on the street that you go, oh, wow, homeless kid, I'm going to tell you the honest to God statistics again, 40 to 60, sometimes even 70 to 80% of those kids on the street are LGBTQ kids who have been kicked out of their homes, told if this is who you are, you can't be here. 
And I just wanted to just say I'm excited about this because this is close to my heart, number one, as an LGBTQ person myself. Um, I feel blessed that didn't happen. It came close. Um, but I love that you're doing this, Brandon. I think this is amazing, amazing stuff that you're bringing and supporting the youth. So we want to get right behind you on this. So I'm so glad this is happening right when this is going down for you, man. Very cool stuff. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And it is, I mean, it's obviously something uh, close to my heart. And I think, I think a lot of people in our communities, I, you know, if you didn't experience it yourself, I think that you know someone that did. Um, And it's just heartbreaking um, because it's one of those, it's one of those very odd, weird moments where the support system that these kids Mm -hmm. have known their whole life, the people that have, that they trusted and that they loved and they thought loved them um, just up and disappear and they find Mm -hmm. themselves um, unable to take care of themselves um, through no fault of their own. And um, I, I think that it's important for people in our community to, you know, run up behind them and, and, and help them. Absolutely. Um, so that's what we're trying to do. That's great, man. Well, once again, this has been an amazing conversation. I love what you're doing. Keep wearing that flag, keep standing on those stages, keep infiltrating the CWC and saying, bitches, we're here. We're not going away. <laughs> uh, but I'm so glad we had these opportunities to just continue to catch up with each other and um, to hear all the great stuff that you're doing, not only in the world of music, but in the world in general, man. So Thanks for taking time to be with us here on the podcast today. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, but that's okay. We're going to be back in just a couple of days sharing more stories, tips, tricks, and wisdom for helping you live your life uncloseted. And you know what? You can share it too. Just take a few moments if you like and if you believe in this podcast and share it with someone you know today. Share it from your phone, go share it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are. Maybe even give us a rating review because you know what? It's all about the planet living their life uncloseted. I'm Rick Clemens, host of the show and the guy who helps you make those big, bold moves. And I hope you never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted. Catch you real soon. Take care, everyone.